The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Yep. Final hour here of the show on this Thursday, Leap Day, February 29th. Jason Ross, Christopher Laud. As we continue to roll along, Carmichael Dave out today. So, looking forward, yeah. Um, these, for the celebrity birthdays, did you get them all that have Leap Day birthdays? Yeah, they're Leap Day birthdays. Yeah, of course. Okay. It's February 29th. Yeah. What did you think? I was just wondering, are there enough celebrities at it? It's I already know one that we're all going to get. Yeah, it's thin. But, yeah, I won't say anything on that, but it's thin. There's there's a little... There's a little something to, to discuss in that coming up. We will you know have. what? If you really if you think really hard about it, there you go. You You're already be onto able it. to. Well, don't don't clue those guys in because you should at least. Yeah, you should be close. I know that Watkins hates math, so it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, <laughs> we'll see how they do coming up. We got what to watch in the final hour uh, coming up in the next segment too. Back in on the Kings as well. Um, we, we've heard some response to the game. Some. Uh, coach reaction, my reaction, my thought on the game. But there, there's something else I want to bring up that bothered me maybe the most about the game. So I got that coming your way here in just a moment. Want to finish up uh, the NFLPA and the player report cards. These are always kind of interesting. It's it's more of a, a true glance into what it's like for these organizations, what they're doing well, what they're not. We look at – we're evaluating them on how they play. Did they win? Did they lose? Did our fantasy guy help out? Um, who's making the playoffs, who's going to win the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this coach shouldn't have done that. This is a different kind of kind of grading system. And if you look at the last of the three, we've looked at the owners already, how those graded out. We've looked at the head coaches. Uh, the last was kind of the team overall grades. There was like 11 different categories that they were, the teams were being graded on from treatment of families to locker rooms. Um, so many different things was the criteria, though, uh, kind of the meals that they are available to them. Some teams, I, I think the Bengals who had had an F before, one of the things they were bragging about, I saw Chris in this review, was like they got an F on how the treatment of families and kind of the the food table that was that was available. They're like, well, now they, they don't have to pay for their meals on Wednesdays. <laughs> they get three, or it was like they get three full meals on Wednesdays. I'm like, that's what you're bragging about? On Wednesdays, they get Skyline Chili. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, you know what? I was surprised. I was a fan of um again what is that that's a cincinnati thing with skyline chili um it's like it's spaghetti right yeah it's spaghetti with chili but it's kind of like a sweeter yeah chili bob's big boy i've said that used to have that and i used to get that as a kid oh really are bob's big boys around i used to go with my uh think so uh in san diego and my grandmother was the, the the to me this is how i remember it it was always we're going to church Ugh. that would be my thought as a kid and then, can we go to Bob's Big Boy? Yes. And we are going to Bob's Big Boy after. It's like, all right. Mine was, we're going to church. Ugh. But afterwards, we're going to Mr. Perry's. Okay. Yeah. And what would you get at Mr. Perry's? Because um, I would get the spaghetti chili at Bob's Big Boy. And probably the only reason I got it, I was really small. And you're looking at menus with pictures. And what they had, so it's the it's the chili spaghetti sauce on noodles. Nothing that's amazing. But they had 
probably literally like the craft square cheese put right on the top. But as a kid, it's like, I've eaten that before. That looks like that's good. I want that. Like, as you describe that, it's like, that doesn't sound appetizing at all. And that didn't make it any better with the square cheese. But in my mind, that was like, ooh, that's what I want. And I got it every time. And also, the, the maybe it was cheese bread or garlic bread. It was like, yeah, that's that's my meal. I can, I'll go through the uh, hour, hour and a half of church if I have to with uh, my grandmother and my grandfather. And then let's go to Bob's Big Boy. So what did you get at Mr. Perry's? Uh, I'd usually get, like, the waffle, eggs and bacon. Yeah, so I don't know why mine was more of a lunch. Maybe we had already eaten breakfast. I don't know. I, I just remember wanting that spaghetti chili. So you tried it, though? The the It's called yeah. what? Skyline chili? Skyline chili. I don't know if that's what they're serving in Cincinnati or not. But treatment of families, I think, is important. That's going to go a long way. And you're going to get the authentic answer from a spouse a child, like how they're being treated. So, and like I said before, like you're limiting how much money these players can make. Mm-hmm. You should make it as comfortable as possible. This is like money that the NFL can't make you not spend. Right. You can spend whatever you want on accommodations. Yeah. Well, like Kelly just told us earlier in sports business, um, I can't remember the exact number. Good at business. That's right. He is. And, um, that each team was going to be getting, but whatever the salary cap went up to, they were going to be plus 150 in money given by the league to these teams. So they were covering their cap. Now there's other things teams have to worry about, but this was just from, you know, television rights, licensing, all that other stuff. So teams are doing just fine. So they can be treating players and everybody better. And then this stuff becomes very public. So if you look at that, the report card rankings for teams, the Washington Commanders, finish dead last surprisingly the Kansas City Chiefs we already talked about Andy Reid getting the A plus the best coach uh the owner Clark Hunt getting the F minus being the worst owner well the Chiefs finished 31st so it hasn't been an indicator in win loss for them per se but that's not good the Steelers kind of a prominent franchise at 28 uh working our way up from the bottom you got the Rams at 20 uh, let's see who in the top 15. The Ravens at 15. The Cowboys at 12. The Raiders, despite having the worst coach amongst the NFLPA in rankings, finish ninth. Um, we'll go at rest of the top 10. Giants at 8. The Texans at 7. The San Francisco 49ers graded out well. They finished in 6th in this. And a close 6th. They were almost up to uh, that top 3 area. Uh, let's see. Jacksonville was five. Philadelphia was four. Green Bay is three. Minnesota and Miami for back-to-back years have either been one, two. They flip-flop this year where Miami is one and Minnesota is two. And the other part about this, Chris, you brought up the fact that, you know, it's money that they can spend. It doesn't go against the cap. It's it's treating people. To me, where it's, it's impactful is how this – is going to work in free agency and other things. This word is out. It's very public. We all get to see this. And you see the teams that rank that poorly. And maybe those aren't as big a deals for other people. But when you're graded out consistently like the last two years, the Dolphins, for example, got straight A's in all 11 categories. All 11. So there's something they're doing well. Mike McDonald, McDaniel, excuse me, didn't crack the top five amongst his peers, but he did rank eighth. So you've got a team that's good, a coach that seems to be likable, they grade in A's in all 11 of these other type things. And to me, then when you're weighing probably your own personal opportunity, obviously money, what what kind of contract is a team offering you? 
if you're a free agent joining that team, where what are your playing opportunities going to be? Are you going to come in as a starter? Are you going to come in as um, someone that you think is going to be a key piece to the team? These are all things that can lead you there. But these other ancillary things I think could be really helpful. Like, again, we're talking about training room, training staff, team travel, ownership, um, the food cafeteria. I mean, some of this stuff may be trivial to all of you, but a lot of times I think it is the little things on how you're being treated. I mean, it really is. And so I think it's a great recruiting tool. I know it's not all about um, free agency and stuff, but this word spreads quickly. I remember uh, Mark Cuban's big thing when he became the owner of the Mavericks was there is this idea of make the visiting locker room as crappy as possible, mm-hmm. just not to give them an edge. And he did the opposite, giving making it super nice. Yeah. And his whole idea was visiting players coming here is like, wow, if this is what they're doing for the visiting players, what Absolutely. are they doing for the <laughs> if yeah. you're playing for them? Yeah, you may not ever be a Dallas Maverick, but you also go, man, if that ever becomes a possibility, I know how I felt when I went there. Like yeah. we weren't, they didn't have cold water in our showers. They they had towels for us. They had a decent sized locker room. Actually, it looked like we we were the home team. Yeah, I think that's that's smart. I mean, I think that's that's a, a good business tactic. And look, it's the good old business. It's the old saying: uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you get taken, imagine care that. Of, yeah, it does seem like it's a simple process to me. It really does. And apparently, it's not as simple, even with the people that have so much money. Take care of your people. Pay them well. Treat them well. Make sure make them all accountable. But take care of them, and uh, hopefully, they take care of you. All right, that's the last of our look at the NFLPA report cards from the owners to the coaches and now the team grades. Niners did just fine in all those categories. When we return, last night, the Kings lost. All right, they dropped to eighth. Fine. But what bothered me the most about the game, I'll explain that next. Black and purple. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. On your local sports leader, Sacktown Sports. No beam lighting last night. Instead, it was all Denver. And with the shot clock off and only a dozen seconds to go, this one is all but official. The final score will be 117 to 96. Mike Brown. And Michael Malone, embrace. It's a long embrace. A lot of back padding going on. And now another embrace as Denver avoided the season series sweep by the Kings. And they did it emphatically, turning this game around in the second quarter. Sacramento had opened up a 15-point lead, if you weren't with us at that time. And suddenly the 15-point lead was long gone. And the Kings ended up with a 25-point turnaround in that second 12-minute segment. And they were never able to come close to recovery. All right. Well, last night, that was the G-man on the call. I I really wish I could have heard that, you know, been a fly on the wall, the proverbial fly on the wall for the conversation that Michael Malone and Mike Brown had post-game. Denver won, fair and square, easy win for them after the Kings built a 15-point lead. Then the Kings found themselves down by as many as 32 in a game that completely flipped in favor of the champs. Um, again, all of that is tolerable, I guess. Um, but I, I really found myself intrigued by what happened in the fourth quarter. 
doesn't mean a thing in the grand scheme of things as far as the record, as far as the outcome of the game. And maybe that's partly my point. Um, and maybe I'm making more of this than I should. But of all the things that happened in the game last night, it wasn't so much the Kings lost. I was bothered by two different things that happened in the fourth quarter. One of them being when the game was completely out of hand. I mean, the Kings weren't going to come back in the game. They were down in the fourth quarter uh, comfortably. And it basically, Denver would have had to have gone scoreless and the Kings had a huge quarter for them to even have a chance to win. So the fourth quarter starts. DeMontis Sabonis ended the third. He did not have a double-double. He was close to a double-double and a triple-double at the time. But I was thinking, boy, he better get that rebound before the quarter ends because I'm pretty sure he won't play in the fourth quarter. And the quarter ended. It looked to me, again, this is all I can observe. I think G-Man even referenced this on his radio call, that Mike Brown and DeMontis Sabonis had a conversation going towards the bench to end the quarter. And I'm, you know, again, kind of guessing and trying to do my best assessment here. But maybe it's like, hey, uh, do you want to stay in? Do you want to get this? stats so you can continue this double double streak maybe that conversation wasn't had but that's kind of the way you're reading it kind of internalizing what their dialogue might be maybe there was more maybe there was uh, less but that's kind of the way it felt anyway the fourth quarter starts and he's not in the game so I'm like well streak will come to an end that's fine it doesn't diminish him as a player still impressive streak and uh, this is going to be a loss and maybe it's just better to get him 12 more minutes of rest and you know try again on Friday and start a new streak when you take on Minnesota. That was my thought process then. So the first thing that irked me would be the quarter starts. Denver is going to win this game. I mean, they're just going to win. And Jamal Murray is out there. And I thought, well, okay, you want to make sure you're going to win, but I don't think Denver's in any kind of trouble of, of losing this game. And not only is Murray in, Murray is getting a little thirsty and, and scoring and scoring and scoring. Again, just adding on, doesn't matter the deficit, but adding on to his point total. And to me, that's an area where he could have just kind of played, got other guys involved and, you know, not gotten hurt, which he didn't, which is important. I wasn't rooting for that and just get through it. But, you know, um, other guys could have definitely come in and played for Michael Malone. We knew, we had knowledge before the game that Michael Malone was basically saying, we are not going to get swept. Well, they weren't going to get swept. They were going to win this game. So I had a bit of an issue with Jamal Murray in the game. The Kings reserves played hard. They played fine. They, they weren't going to lead a comeback, but they chipped away a little bit. Never a threat to lose the game for Denver. And then Murray is still in. They they went to a timeout, and I thought, all right, it's good. They're, they're going to win. And he came back out again. And I'm thinking, why is Jamal Murray in there? And then the next thing I can see on the TV screen here comes running to, on the Kings sideline, DeMontis Sabonis and Keegan Murray. And I went, oh, why? Why are they doing this? Why is Murray playing Jamal Murray for the Nuggets? And why are the Kings bringing back in DeMontis Sabonis and Keegan Murray? For the reasons that they could get hurt, I was bothered by, but you can't play scared. They almost did get hurt. They collided with one another, and actually DeMontis Sabonis got a cut on his cheek or kind of like his sideburn area. Um, I say that's not a big deal. That's not going to keep him out of a game. He ultimately got the extra rebound, and at the end, I just I didn't feel good about that. Is that worth it? <laughs> it's not, one. And two, like, what was the win to keep the streak alive? And great. That's awesome. And, you know, maybe if he does break Kevin Love's double-double streak in the end, people go, I mean, I don't know that the masses will know that he got thrown back into a game to get one rebound um, because he got the cut, then came back out, then left the game. It's like he played about another minute and a half, two minutes, totally unnecessary. 
nothing big happened. He's healthy. He's going to be fine. I just didn't like the look of Denver doing that. The Kings kind of responding with that, and maybe they're independent of one another. But I started to think, you know, I know Michael Malone was not happy the way he was let go here. I know it. I mean, he's basically said that, and anytime he's had a chance to take a jab at Sacramento, he does. I'm not even blaming him for that. I think he was wrongly fired. I agree 100% with him. Um, Was he rubbing it in? I don't know. I don't have a logical answer for Jamal Murray not only being in the game, but adding on and just, just kind of him specifically continuing to score. And he had a massive game. He was great. Kings couldn't stop him. And maybe that's the argument. Well, if he's out there playing, stop him. Sure. But then the Kings to counter with that. And maybe all of this is much ado about nothing. I didn't like the look of it. I didn't. It's my opinion on it. I, I think it was senseless on Denver side. Certainly senseless on the Kings side. I guess in the grand scheme of things, if Sabonis continues this double-double streak, I will be happy about it. But I think the masses may not know that he had the game where he just kind of got thrown in there late to to keep that going. But I, I didn't understand the, the effort at it, the attempt at it. And... Why? Why? Um, Jokic? Jokic was out. You had Porter Jr. out. Gordon out. The game's over. It's in the bag. If it was reversed, I'd be going, why is De'Aaron Fox in? I mean, you want to make sure you get the win, but why is he in? Why is Sabonis in? And then you're bringing back two starters, two of your most important players. And again, nothing bad happened, and something could have. It didn't. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Besides the reason what it would be to to get to the stats. And I don't think in this point that matters. I don't think personally that Sabonis cares that much about that. And maybe he did. Maybe he said he wanted to go back in. I don't know. I don't know how it all played out. But it just seemed like it didn't need to happen. And that bothered me, that Denver side of it and the Kings side of it. And I don't know if there's ego or gamesmanship. It, it certainly didn't look like it. That's why I wanted to be the fly on the wall between the two coaches. They did have the long embrace. Certainly Michael Malone was talking quite a bit to Coach Brown about it. It didn't seem to bother Coach Brown, but it just just was an interesting, interesting way. Let's hear what Mike Brown here said after the game about at least the last group of players that were in the game. Uh, I thought... Uh... The, the 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 last group I thought uh, uh, Mason Trey uh, uh, Alex Dorte um, and Kessler I, I thought th- th- those guys were real really good I thought they tried to play hard they try, I thought they tried to play together and try to play the right way and and uh, Mason did a good job of trying to organize the guys and and uh, trying to help make the game easier for them so uh, there were some bright spots early on from our 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 uh, main rotation guys and then there were bright spots uh, late in the game from uh, guys that don't get a lot of playing time yeah on our text line Scott saying I saw it as a counter of Malone playing Murray it might have been but that goes again back to what Eric why why was Murray in and so it's like oh you're gonna it reminded me a little bit of if we go back to earlier this season if you guys remember the preseason game where the Kings were playing the Warriors at Chase Center in San Francisco it's a preseason doesn't really matter but you know this was fresh off the summer when the Kings had lost uh, that painful seven game series to the Warriors and this didn't feel like from the get-go like a regular preseason game where no one seems to care about the outcome get your guys in you're like wow the Kings are really playing hard wow the Kings are leaving Fox and Sabonis and Murray and Barnes in here and Herder oh Steve Kerr's bringing back in Chris Paul 
and Steph Curry, here comes Clay. It's like, oh, we actually, it was a thrilling game of the Warriors won at the end, but it just felt like there was more on that and why, what was going on there. And so felt similar to me last night, whether it was Denver making sure that, hey, we told you we weren't going to get swept. We're going to make sure we're not getting swept. I, I, I don't understand it. Didn't like it. In the end, is it a big deal? No, not at all. But it just bothered me. Bothered me that the Kings put back in Murray and put back in Sabonis. Though we got the great dunk by Murray and eventually got the double-double by Sabonis. In the end, it's their 25th loss. They fall to 8th, and Denver does avoid that sweep. All right, still to come right here on the show. We will check in with Styles and Watkins with a little crosstalk. We'll have celebrity birthdays for today. But when we return, we're going to talk a little bit about what you need to watch tonight around the NBA and and kind of relate it to the standings. We're going to have that coming up and a little more reaction to this Kings loss as uh, Sacramento uh, fell to the Denver Nuggets. Again, we told you the stat earlier, Sacramento in all the years here in Sacramento, this being their 39th season, they have never, ever swept the defending NBA champions in the regular season. That counts when the Pistons won in the East, Chicago, uh, any Eastern Conference team, Milwaukee, that won, Miami, that you only had two matchups with the next year. They never had. Last night was their opportunity to do that for the first time, and it is four games on the Denver Nuggets, but the fourth one's what did them in. Couldn't get that full sweep. Uh, so uh, that streak and stat stays intact. But again, when we return, we'll tell you about what to watch tonight. We've got all that and a few more thoughts. That is straight ahead here on Sacktown Sports. Michael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. Continuing here on Sacktown Sports. Appreciate your feedback at all times here on our YouTube chat. Chat mob there or... On the text line at 916-339-1140, just to explain my, um, I don't know, displeasure of the closing quarter for the Kings and Nuggets last night. Didn't understand why Jamal Murray was in there. Didn't understand really the counter to bring Domas back in and Keegan Murray from the 916. Uh, Jason, isn't Jamal Murray coming off an injury? It wasn't a back-to-back. The masses don't recognize Domas anyway. Let Domas keep his rhythm, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I don't think... I mean, did he get any more rhythm in that last? I mean, he just got one more rebound. Got hit in the side of the face, got cut. He actually had a weird stumble there, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the worst thing that could happen is for him to get hurt in a game they're going to lose. The Murray part, I mean, it's to each their own. Denver, they could have played their starters all the way through. I still would have questioned it. Um, Yeah, there's nothing technically wrong with any of it. i just questioning it. I don't get it. I don't think it made a lot of sense. It's what bothered me the most, but... Um, big picture, like I said, it's still the 40th win for Denver, uh, the 25th loss for the Kings. Also from the 916, do you think Sacramento will pick up Patty Mills now that Atlanta has waived him? Not sure. The Kings haven't been too aggressive so far in that buyout market. When they played, uh, who they played the other day that I thought could have helped? Oh, DeLon Wright uh, was out there. Miami got him, ends up having to start him based on circumstances with guys being out in his start here at Golden 1. And he was, was pretty good, ended up being their player of the game. 
uh, that day internally with Miami basically thrown into the fire like that. So I think you have to be smart and scope all the things uh, that are available to you. Um, here's another one from the 916. What's wrong with and when does Sasha come back? He's no superstar, but I really think he could use him to balance out the second team scoring. Yeah, Sasha to me has been a little bit frustrating in this sense. I was really excited about what he could do for the Sacramento Kings. He hasn't been healthy enough lately, certainly. But even when he was playing early on, I've just seen him as a kind of a streak scorer, streak shooter, which obviously on the on the streak positive nights are great. But I'd like to see a more well-rounded game from him. I just feel like he is a, at this point, just a shooter. I need either more of a playmaker, a defender, um, some other attribute besides shooting. And shooting is always going to be recognized and rewarded. But I think the more elements you have to your game, it makes you more valuable. And I just, I personally haven't seen that much of it. And again, we got, we got to give him a little more time, get him out there. But the minutes that he did have was fine. I'm, I was looking for him based on him being the EuroLeague MVP, based on kind of the desire the Kings had to get him. And, you know, again, all these things don't mean the finalized opinion of a guy, but I think where they have what I've seen and what we've seen so far this year, that's kind of, how I feel about him. We're going to get to what to watch tonight and still to come. We will have a crosstalk with the guys here and celebrity birthdays in a moment. Chris, did you see the story of the uh, Kansas city chiefs super fan, the chiefs, aholic who uh, pled guilty to that bank robbery? Yes. Um, he had a world-class lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the story there? Oh, you didn't see it. Uh-uh. Oh, let me grab it. It's literally a picture or no, like he's talking. Oh, yeah. you have audio? Yes, I'm going to grab oh, okay. that. Okay, okay, yeah, we got to get this. So the Kansas City Chiefs super fan uh, pled guilty to the bank robbery, money laundering. Um, I forgot what some of the punishments he had to do, which was pretty crazy. Um, let me see, I'm going to find this. As part of his plea, he admitted to committing nine bank and credit union robberies in 2022 and two other bank robberies while he was fleeing law enforcement last year before laundering most of the stolen money through local casinos and online gambling. Uh, he will pay at least 532000 plus in restitution, uh, let's see, and forfeit any property tied to his money laundering activities, including an autographed painting of Kansas City Chiefs Patrick, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, which has been recovered by the FBI. I've got that audio. Okay, let's hear, let's hear what we got. This is the lawyer? Yes. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now. If I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom 
He loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless. That was an SNL. What's great is you can't see the video. Can you describe him for me as best you can? Um, He's just like, looks like a, quote, nerdy person. Okay. Uh, glasses. 40s. Okay. But he's got this humongous tie. Like, it almost looks like a Dick Tracy tie. So, comically <laughs> large tie. Yes. I mean, just the, was he reading? Yes. Okay, good. Because, I mean, the script was, I mean, the football analogies. With the pocket collapsing. He stepped up to the pressure. Oh, my gosh. He should get more of a punishment based on that. The lawyer should have to take his place. Yes. If anybody knows anything about Xavier, Chiefsaholic. My gosh. He would have got away with it if he had a jetpack. That's all you need. If you know he doesn't give up by the numerous amounts of banks that he runs. Yes. He will not take a knee. Wow. Thank you. I'm glad you had that audio. I had not heard that. Unbelievable. All right. Tonight. Tonight. What to watch in the NBA. We are going to keep doing this all the way through. I saw another person here on our chat say, are the Kings in Jeopardy are falling out of the top 10? They're going to finish 11th. They're not. Just telling you. Well, I mean, I guess anything is anything is possible. It's not happening, guys. That part is safe. But um, doesn't mean they can't fall to 10. Doesn't mean they can't fall to 9. Currently, they're in 8th after the loss last night. Just to reiterate how they would have to get to 11th. Currently, the Utah Jazz are 27-32. and 32. The Kings are 33-25. and 25. That is a separation of six and a half games. That may not seem like a ton to you. It is with the amount of games that are left. And the Kings have the tiebreaker. So basically, it's seven and a half games that Utah would have to gain ground on. If the Kings played, let's just pick a number. They've got, let's see, uh, 50. they got 24 games to go. If they went 8-16, and 16, which is way below the level of play they played at any time this year. But let's do that to the Kings and have them go 8-16. and 16, that would give them a 41-41 and 41 record. The Jazz have played one more game than the Kings. They're at 27-32. and 32. They would have to go to, what is that, 15-8. Uh, and eight. The Jazz would have to win 15 of their final 23 when it's taken them 60, whatever, 59 uh, games to win 27. It's just not happening. They're not falling out of the top 10. Now, they could go to nine. They could go to ten. They could move up. There's, these goals are still possible. Schedule softens a bit after this Minnesota game on Friday. What can help them tonight? Kings are now sole possession of eighth place. Here's what you want to watch for: the Warriors. They're at the Knicks in New York. The Knicks hopefully will be able to beat the Warriors. If not, Golden State would gain a half game. But they are currently two and a half back of Sacramento in the tenth spot. Are the Golden State Warriors? The Lakers, who are the team now closing in on the Kings, they are two back. They've won seven of their last ten, including LeBron's largest comeback that he's ever had in the fourth quarter. They were down 21, rallied to beat uh, the Clippers last night, and so the Lakers pulled a little closer to Sacramento, gained a full game. They are at home for the Wizards, who have lost 12 consecutive games. So you got to believe that the Lakers would be favored and would have a good chance of gaining a half game on the Kings. The Thunder... They are currently a half game back of Minnesota. They can move back into a tie for the top spot. They are at San Antonio, a team that has lost five in a row and the worst record in the West. Also, what to watch tonight? You've got the Miami Heat. 
at the Denver Nuggets. Denver is the three seed. They're two back of the top spot. They are playing the second night of a back-to-back at home. And the last one, the Rockets, who are currently in 12th. They're at the Phoenix Suns. If the Rockets could beat the Suns, that would give the Suns their 25th loss. And right now, with 25 losses, the Pelicans, the Mavs, and the Kings. The difference is Pelicans have 35 wins, the Mavs have 34, and the Kings have 33. So plenty to watch there amongst the Western Conference top 10 in action tonight. Spring training, the Padres, they battle the A's and the Giants take on the Diamondbacks. So those are some other things to check out tonight. As far as us, what we're going to check out, our conversation, Crosstalk, Styles, and Watkins will join us. We'll see what's coming up on their show and also give you some celebrity birthdays for this leap day. That's all coming up here on Sacktown Sports. It's time for the news of the day. The latest headlines, the biggest stories, hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, this is none of those things. And now, here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Yeah. yeah. All right. Woo! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Since uh-huh. Nate has given, given his how did weird way to get hurt. <laughs> did we confirm that he's hurt his wrist because uh, he was on a mechanical bull? That's what he said. Yeah. Okay, we're going with it. Alan, you said how you got hurt uh, rollerblading. That's right. I did. Should we all that give was, our that, embarrassing... That was, during, that was during our show. Yeah, you, I, don't yeah know you I, I didn't that. hear that. What'd you do? Uh, long story short, it was I think it was the first X, X Games, which was in San Francisco. Went down a half pipe. Never done that before. Face planted on the half pipe and skated away. You did skate away? I had no choice. I still had my skates on. I know, but you were okay? I mean, you're a kid. What'd you hurt? I was, oh, you were I was, a kid. I was just face planted. His oh. pride. Yeah, my yeah. pride was hurt. Okay. You, you okay, guys- bro? I remember distinctly some dude. You okay, bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> dude. Yeah, you guys have any embarrassing getting hurt stories? I've got a couple. Um, I broke my arm jumping off the back of a pickup truck when I was a kid. Um, and I got stitches, actually. I don't know which side they're on, but on my cheek, uh, I did a cartwheel off my parents' bed and hit my cheek on Ooh. the uh, nightstand. Oh. Nice. Yeah. That was not Yikes. fun. Oh. I feel like you have one in the hopper, Chris. Mine was, I think I've told this before, but in high school, we were at a tournament in Vegas and we had one of those uh, cots in the room that folds up and down. I'm like, I was just messing around and I jumped on it to like act. I was, my idea was because there's like this lower level in the room and I was going to act like I hit my head and act like I got hurt. But what happened is I jumped on the cot. And the other side came up, and the metal like post on it just oh. slammed me right in the eye. I had this huge black eye, to where one of the uh, one of the teacher like one of the coaches was like, "Hey, Chris, what happened to your eyes?" I was like, "Oh, I tripped on my bag and I <laughs> hit it." And he's like, oh, "Okay." And then later he tripped. pulled me. Later, we're like walking down the hall, and he pulls me aside away from everybody. He's like, "Hey, Chris, you can you, you can talk me. to me." Did, <laughs> did someone do this to you? <laughs> Who was hurting I'm like, you? I'm like, no, I jumped on the cot. It came up and it hit me in the head. He's just like, what? And I'm like, ah, I jumped on the bed and it came and it hit me in the eye. That's why I have a black eye. And it was one of those like. Yeah, I'd rather okay. not explain if I don't have to. <laughs> He's just like, all right, 
get back with the team. Yeah. So kids are just accidents waiting to happen. Yeah, I think yeah. it. I mean, primarily happens. I did that. I guess, and I was thinking as Chris said that in maybe first, second grade, there was a girl that we were on the jungle gym or whatever, and she jumped from one to the other, caught it, and then swung right parallel. Wham! Slam hit her back, and I'm like, ha 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 ha! It's easy. I did the exact same thing. Completely lost my breath. I mean, I just couldn't breathe, but that was karma. I don't that was know, 100% karma. I don't know if they still... Well, I did stick... You know, you have the little screwdrivers. I stuck one in an outlet. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, the, and the lights in the house all went out. And how about your lights? Your own. I was okay. I mean, I felt a little ding, you know, every now and then. I just, yeah. oh, you know, Christmas Eve during the... During the show, but yeah, I did that, <laughs> and and it melted like it messed up the screwdriver. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I was also gonna say, I don't know if they still are doing this this game in grade school, but some of these games that we played, pretty dicey. Red Rover, Red Rover, yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Rover. Arms. Some yeah. some a Get girl that we line. were, she got clothesline. She yeah. went oh, down. Yeah. That happens. She went down. It's it's weird <laughs> that there's that one kid that happens, and then the entire school's like, okay, we can't play that game. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing this for years until yeah, yeah the clothesline. Yeah, let's just a lot of you know strong forearms in that class. Yes. I don't know, but stick with capture the flag. That one's better. Capture the flag. Um, yeah, the in in class games. What was the heads up seven up or whatever yeah. Yeah. game where yeah. you just cheat and look at people's shoes? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there was that, Ooh. and then I would always you didn't do hope. that one. No. Yeah, I didn't do that. How did you not think of that? You guys I didn't do that? It was I like did. your head was down, but like right. you're looking through the desk, and they're like, oh, I saw the shoes. And they're like, who got it? Uh, it was Alan. Yeah. Right. I was I was too busy worrying about whether my crush would hit me or not, and then she <laughs> yeah. never did. So She didn't? Mm-mm. But where is she today? Yeah, we're all right. She's thinking about you. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up on the show today, guys? King's Talk, cool. but we're not going to sit here and wallow. No you know wallowing? what I mean? We can't. We can't. Okay. We can't. You know, the, the combine. The yeah, the combine's warming up. We got some Niners talk. Mike Silver had a great article in the SF Chronicle. And Kevin Herter, not a lot of drama normally in Sacramento, but Kevin Herter did have some things to say as far as him wishing he could have been out there helping his team a a little bit more, Mm -hmm. basically saying, play me, coach. Played 18 minutes last night. Yeah, um, I was saying this. Again, I might be making something out of nothing. I thought it was really weird in the end of the game that Jamal Murray was in for as long as he was. And then the Kings went back to Keegan Murray and Sabonis. And if it's to get Sabonis the double-double, like – I don't like that. I don't. I mean, Chris, it's. I don't like it either. Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't cheap. matter. They lost. Yeah. They deserve to lose. It just. I didn't think that was very cool. I agree. It's kind of like you know when uh, I think Giannis last year had the you know he missed the shot so yeah. he can get his own rebound. It's like in that category of egregious for yeah. me, where it's just we don't. And the Murray to do part that. too, the Jamal Murray. Uh, I was that's like, what why I was going to say. Yeah. What if it. Does it feel worse because, or would it have felt better or worse if Jamal Murray wasn't in? Maybe, maybe coach felt like there was a cover because Jamal Murray was still in. I wonder. I mean, the it was like five minutes into the quarter and Murray was still in, and they were yeah. going to win. And then he, I mean, like to me, if it's like start the quarter with Sabonis, if you just want to get the right, right, like you had already right. taken him out, the game's over. The yeah. Kings weren't going. They like to, to win. stick to their rotations, Jason. <laughs> whatever the whatever the rotation timing is, yeah. they don't they don't deviate. Yeah. It was a rough night. After, after at one point, I'm like, wow, this might be one of their this best wins of the year, whether right. they were doing early, and then it just... You remember the sequence, though? And we'll talk about this more on yeah. the show. That sequence, when they got the steal, Malik tried to throw Trey Lyles and yes. Ali Oop yeah. 
Then the Nuggets scored. Next possession, Davion takes it. He was open. Yeah. And he, you kind of have to take that three, but pretty open in the shot clock. And when that happened, it was about 640 left in the half. And after that, I said, come back to that sequence. Yeah. And they never, the Nuggets never looked back. Yeah. By the way, on our three in the key, you guys did okay. I did pretty good, I thought. I know a couple hit. Yeah. You Well, you were close on the bench. That's uh, right. Um, and then you guys were both really close. I think Chris was technically by numbers closest on the Sabonis uh, jo- mm. uh, Joker lines. Um, you had Davey on three or more threes. He had one. He had one. Mm. And you had the half-court shot. Did not Didn't happen. happen. I thought someone yeah. had a poster. Chris didn't. He got yeah. it. It was Keegan. Yeah. Keegan. body. So that was the one he got. That was really a heck count, of a dunk, though. It was, but. It was great. It doesn't, mm. You're not counting it? Waving it off? It counts. It counts, but yeah. how good does it feel? <laughs> Probably not good very. for Keegan. Not very good. He can even look at the bench. I'm like, yeah. wow, what yeah. is that about? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Something it's going not on the there. time. It is not the time. Uh, all right, let's uh, get to some celebrity birthdays. There's the music. You know that well. Brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. Birthdays are meant to be spent with family and friends, and nothing brings family and friends together better than, better than Crumble Cookies. Uh, it is Leap Day. You guys celebrating Leap Day any special way? Is there a thing to do on Leap Day? Oh, I know whose birthday it is because something. they keep on posting it. Yeah. yeah. I know we're going to get to that person. Because it's National Time Refund Day, so we get time back. Is that or we have an extra day? I don't know what that means. Uh, it doesn't feel like so. it. Yeah. National like Toast day. Yeah, we're working today. Yeah, why don't we get it off then? <laughs> right. If it's a refund. Right. I'm into toast. Toast? <laughs> avocado <laughs> toast. Uh, Yeah. Got to mash the avocado. Yeah, I don't love avocado toast. I love it. I love avocado, and I love toast. Together, they're fine. It's okay. Le- yeah. so some lemon pepper, some tapatio on that it's bad boy. It's not worth nine bucks. No Best bread to toast. Mm, I'm good with it all. Sourdough. Sourdough. I'm leaning yeah, sourdough. Like sourdough. if you're at the, you're getting breakfast. Oh, yeah. that comes with In toast. In this economy? <laughs> but they say you get toast with that. You are getting right. what? Sourdough. Sourdough? Yes. Sourdough. Yes. I, I would do yeah. that. Yes. Sourdough or wheat for me, but sourdough. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday to Tyrese. Halliburton. Maxie. Halliburton. Yeah. How old is Tyrese? Leap day. He's only six years old. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I that should it. help. I can't stand it. On the guessing? Oh. I know how old he is. I know how old he is. I think we all Yeah, I know how old he is. Okay. Say it all together on the Say count of three. Together. One, two, two three. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. You waited. You waited. You took 24. 24. Yeah. All right, Tyree Celebrant, happy 24th birthday. Happy birthday to Ja Rule. Morant. Ja Rule. How old is Ja Rule today? That's a tough one. Oof. I'm going to say. He wow. might seriously be eight. <laughs> 48? Okay. Oof. Uh, Ja is 48. a good guess. Uh, I'll say 46. He's 48. Okay. So there's math involved in this. Really? Well, yeah, because you're leap day birthday. If you're showing up on oh the celebrity God. birthday, it's got to be <laughs> divided by four years. So uh, you picked up on it. You picked up on it. 48 is correct. Yeah, I definitely picked up on that. <laughs> or did you just guess? I just guessed. Okay. So let's try another one. <laughs> I'm still confused. It's fine. It's fine. The only time, the next time Tyrese will be on this list, he will be 28. The time after that, he'll be 32. Ah. The time after that, he'll be 30. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> next year, we will not have a February 28th. 
I, yep. He's still turning <laughs> birthdays. I like explaining this. All right, happy birthday then. Uh, we'll, we'll do this game to Tony. Danza. Gwen. You say Danza every time. Every time. <laughs> it's got to be his birthday one day. Tony, Soprano. who did you say? Uh, Danza. Uh, no, who did you say the first uh, time? Gwen. Tony Gwen. Bennett. Tony Bennett. Gwen Jr. Uh, motivational speaker? Uh, Roberts, right? Robbins. Yeah, Robbins. Tony Robbins. How old is Tony Robbins today? From Shallow Howl. Yes. On the years of four progression. Right. He's right, a bad right, guy. Because we know how to do that. Yeah. So now we're testing your math skills. Yeah, totally. Um, 52. <laughs> good. Good. You're <laughs> that playing is the right way. That is a choice. It yeah. It's a possibility. Sure. Absolutely. So he could be 48, 52, 56. That's right. Just, you know, he's 56. 56. I think he's right. a big 6 0. It could be 6 0. Uh, no, that's oh, a good one. Sure. Yeah. All right. yeah. All right. I just did the quickest math I could. <laughs> what would be after 60? Yep. 64. 64, yeah, it would be. And then 68. He's 64, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, 64. right. No, totally. All right. We're, we're leaning on birthdays I was, today. Yeah, I skipped a couple leap years. Um, the next one is a movie. I'm going to ask what year it came out, so we're back to years. Okay. Um, Semi-pro. Oh, man. That came Oof. out in 2008. I like that. That's a good guess. It's probably the right one. So, okay, you feel better about 2008, 2012, or 2004? Yeah. It can't be 2012, but I, w- and it, it's probably eight, but I'll say 2004 would be different. Okay. I'll say 2012. Okay. So you're all different. It is 2008. Yeah. Um, best Will Ferrell movie is? Step Brothers. That is probably the right answer. Semi pro is really good. Semi pro is the one my with favorite. Mark Wahlberg when they're cops. Which one's that one? Oh, oh the other the guys. Other guys. That's, guys. Really That's a great good. one. Yeah. That's really good. Kicking and screaming is underrated. Yes. Yeah. Give it to the Italian. I was never in on Elf. Really? Oh wow. I mean, Surprises. I like it, but do I need to see it every holiday? I agree with you. <laughs> really? I mean, I like it. I, I agree with you. You don't have to see Elf every year, and you do have to see uh, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what, was the, what was the toy? Uh, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. It's Turbo Time. You have to see Jingle have All the to. Way every year. I have nice to. Nice try, Turtle Man. I watch it every single year. I showed you guys my Turbo Man that I have. You That's did. right. <laughs> have you seen it, Chris? No. Me neither. I still have no idea. Chris doesn't watch movies I, I or know, listen to but music. That's why. But I thought in the time frame he might have. No, no, he wouldn't no, do that. So it's been a non-movie thing your Me whole life. Me talking about it, Chris wants to watch it less. Yeah, <laughs> it's always one of those things. That's definitely a real thing. Like, it, it, when people tell you something's good, you instantly are like, I didn't find it myself, so how good me, could it really that's be? That's me and Ozark. Also, Chris, to be fair, you seeing it now won't be the same as Alan <laughs> and I enjoying it when we were like of kids course, watching it. Of course. What's a movie that someone told you that, and then you're like, yeah, that was good. Like that someone persuaded you to see. I would have to think of movies I've seen. Um, yeah, I, I don't yeah. have enough time. I really don't. Well, you got four hours to decide. Yeah, I'll think. That's right. I'll really tomorrow. think about it. You got twenty four hours. Tell us tomorrow. That's okay. right. All right, that's Fun it. And for games. Funny games. Well, maybe we'll have it in there. Movies that Chris thought about seeing and didn't see. <laughs> Gosh. Or uh, hit the post. You I want that one Gats- tomorrow? No, please, no. Absolutely. <laughs> that gives you not. just nightmares. It gives me the most anxiety. I want, maybe if I want to see Alan do it. Then he can do it. And you'll the just entire, sit this one out? I will gladly I'm sit worried. it out. I will right. so happily sit it out. Maybe we won't I'll, do that. Yeah. All right. We will, uh, we're off, but th- these guys are next. Styles and Watkins coming your way next right here on Sacktown Sports.